Welcome. This is Nutaku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers. We are just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast. Or email us questions and requests at Nutaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And please subscribe and share. I'm Jim. I'm Frank. You know what today is, right, Frank? No, what is today? You don't know? No, I didn't read the... the you didn't co- prepare? Copious amounts of notes that you sent me. <laughs> As per usual, yeah, I didn't it read It is the- our best of fall 2019 episode. As chosen. By the brilliant minds of the Nintaku anime. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Are you excited for this? I am excited for this, yes. This is, I think this is uh, my favorite episode that we do. I think the 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 last one was definitely our biggest download of for sure. It was awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I would say this format I like. It's enjoyable. I enjoy it. I like how we've evolved the show since like episode one. We were like, duh, I like anime. Now there's like all kinds of rules and structure. We're growing. We're growing. Like yeah. a fungus. Yes. Like, like a- the fungus in the bottom of my kombucha that I'm, that's fungus, correct? <laughs> that is fungus. Yeah. Excellent. It's a different type of fungus. It's the fungus that you drink. I don't recommend drinking fungus in general. No, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. It's not a great Unless idea. it's that last salasaban, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into this, and let's start out. Let's start off with our rules. Of course, your if favorite. If you've listened before, I have rules. I follow rules in life, as we all should, like ants in a colony. An ethos. Yes. There you An go. An ethos. An ethos. Yes. There you go. So, what are the rules? Very simple. Shows we watched. That helps. They end in fall season 2019, so carryover shows do not count. Legally streaming on services that we have drum roll please i signed up for funimation but it's a 14-day free trial so we'll see how it goes if these shows that are on funimation end up on hulu i can cancel it yes okay so but for fall season it doesn't go so for winter there's a possibility we might have some we might have more more shows So legally streaming for fall 2019, it's Hulu, Crunchyroll, High Dive, Netflix, or Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. We have categories. Love them. Let's Possible go. categories. Here we go. We're going to go through them. We have best male, best female, best worst villain. I can spit that out. We have music. Let me talk about music real quick. Okay. All right. So we have music categories. And I don't think I've talked about this before, so real quickly. Music and anime it tends to they they have original songs for each one of their shows for the beginning and the end sometimes twice they get a front end one mm-hmm. like part one part two and these songs end up becoming like commercial hits so it's you know it's not like here where they have a tv show where you have this song that's kind of like probably a cover of something else which is what it is right and you but, never hear them on the radio or anything really right like these that. are actual commercial hits and i'll get to one that i actually heard on the radio when i was over there so for for music, we have the best OP, which stands for opening theme, and the best ED for ending theme. Then, of course, we have the Mox Mediocrity Award. We have our best episode of fall 2019, best show of fall 2019, and the winners will go against our winners from spring, summer, and a surprise entrant from winter. What? Which we'll name at the end. Okay. We've talked about this, and we're going to talk. We've talked about the show, and we're going to discuss it at the end of this. Okay. Episode. And 
All these will go against each other, and we will name the best of 2019 as chosen by Frank and Jim of the new Taku Anime Podcast. Yes. A bunch will enter. Only a few will leave. (laughs) (laughs) 55 shows enter. One man leaves. Yes, it'll be fun. (laughs) Thunderdome for us. There we go. And of course, last, was it last round summer, we had our new Taku rating system, which is new? Yes. Yes, so we'll correct. go through it. So it's six possible, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. Mm-hmm. Six possible. Let me count those again. Yes. Yeah, six. Uh, yeah, six yeah. possible outcomes for a show. And we'll start from the top, which would be Masterpiece. This is a show that would be remembered throughout time and memoriam. This will be on PBS's Masterpiece Theater. Yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Downton Abbey. Next up is Must Watch. Not only would you recommend this, you tell people that they absolutely must watch the show. It's mind-blowing. It's amazing. Maybe not won't be remembered forever, but it's still must-watch. Sure. Next up would be recommend. Eh, it's good, man. You would recommend this to your friends. Yeah. Specific yeah. people, I would say. Yeah. You know what they like. You know what they like, and yeah. you're like, oh, you would love this show. Now, middle of the pack is Mox. This is a very anime anime, if I've ever watched an anime. Pure mediocrity, named after Midnight Occult Civil Servants. <laughs> Next up would be Not Good. I uh, would not recommend this show. It's just not good. And then last but not least, which I might be doing with Funimation in, 14, in 13 days since mm-hmm. I signed up yesterday, I'm canceling my subscription. It's the worst possible outcome. It's fuck this fucking show. Excuse me, kids. You're offended, basically. when Having watched this product at the end of it, you were like, I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we will break down all our winners at the end of our reviews. Yes. And then, of course... This is all opinion. Yeah, it's definitely, it's all opinion. We don't know any more than you do. It's true. Don't get angry if we disagree with you. Yes. We, we're open to discussion. Send us Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's I'm, okay. I'm always down to talk. We're probably just joking. Yeah, there's a there's a, like a 90% chance that we're just joking. Do you think we're talking about you at home? We're not, I swear. You at home, I'm not talking about you. No, no, exactly not. If you think it's like directed at you, it's it's not at all. Probably not. Most maybe, likely. Maybe not. not. Could be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, really fuel that fire of uh, <laughs> paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> Frank. Jim. Have you been watching anything that isn't on our watch list? Uh, so, like most seasons, I definitely have fallen off of the things that I was watching outside of, you know, what we were supposed to be watching. I will say that No Guns Life is the one that made it the furthest. I probably watched it a little bit more than halfway through. Um, and I enjoyed it. it. It just kind of fell behind because... You know, I had to catch up with a lot of stuff on here. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that coming out, like The Witcher. I finished that; it's really good. Um, stuff like that, and then I started uh, JoJo, which was so that was kind of dumb on my part. But um, nah, nothing, nothing else current. I will say besides JoJo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I feel like is very always current. Yeah, it is. Uh, what about you? I was watching Cautious Hero. The hero is overpowered but overly cautious, and I got to like episode ten, and then that's when The Witcher showed up. Mandalorian started getting hot and this show I picked up and almost finished Carol on Tuesday. Okay. I'm almost done. I think like I entirely three, because the they just thing. put part two out. Part two like, showed up on Christmas day. Wow. Okay. A gift for you specifically. Yes. I was like, because oh. <laughs> nobody else got me anything. Uh, um, wow. Okay. I'll just take back those gifts. I gave you 
So, oh, is this Christmas? Those are Excellent. Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah. I love Christmas. <laughs> so, Carol on Tuesday. Let me talk about it real quick. Have you watched any of the show? I have not watched any of it okay. yet, though. It is so good. Yeah? And it's a shame that it took so long to come out because this could have been in contention for best of 2019. Really? Easily. It is so good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's unfair to you. It's unfair to the listeners if I just throw it in there like I'm going to do with a winter show. Sure. Yeah. So. But you should, it, it, I'm going to give it an honorable mention. Okay. When we do, no, that's when fair. we do our best of 19, uh, 2019 episode, we'll talk about a couple of honorable mention but shows. But you recommend it for uh, sure. Highly recommend. Yes, it's so good. Do you want to give it a quick, uh, quick um, rating on that? Must watch masterpiece. Yeah, must watch. Good? Yeah, must it's watch. must watch okay, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Netflix too. You can just binge it all. Just throw it on when you're hungover. It'd be good. Yeah. All right. Here are the shows we selected to watch in our fall selection show. If you listen, go back. Um, that are carrying on until winter 2020. We'll give them a quick review. We'll just go through them. Sure. Well, so we'll start. We'll do it alphabetically. A Hero No Sora. Uh, Misfit basketball boys make a team and try to get to the big tournament. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, you know, it seemed to be kind of a little stale midway through, but it kind of picks up. Um, it's doing some interesting things. I'm excited to keep watching it. Yeah, I show this. I think it's kind of middle of the pack at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not doing anything too original for the genre sports. I mean, we're, we're new to sports, but. Right. Compared to another sports show we're going to talk about, it's very meh and uh, shonen. It's not really blown through any shonen stuff. Nah. It's a little too much sports for me for a sports show. A little too much sports. Yeah. I do like the art and the character art and development, though. It's pretty yeah. good. Next up, Babylon. Voluntary suicide, elections, a serial killer, manipulator. With that, I'm not giving anything away. Nah. I'm not talking, but Frank, your impression. Yeah, uh, I'm still really enjoying it. I mean, it's been... We haven't gotten as many episodes as some of the other stuff on this list just because it took a little bit of a hiatus. It recently started back up and is uh, doing some interesting stuff, uh, you know, looking at other parts of the world, I think, without without spoiling too much, which is very fascinating to me. I, I feel like shows don't do that enough where mm. you're like, especially if it takes place in a very specific area and you're like, well, I wonder how the rest of the world reacts to this. Um, and this one looks like it's coming yeah, through actually, with yeah, it. We're actually, right, yeah. We've got to meet the president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, this show is wild, man, and uh, I have no idea where it's going or what's coming up, so I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on board, too. Next up, Blade of the Immortal. Hired immortal swordsman and his woman hirer look for revenge in Edo-era Japan. I'm still super iffy about this show. Um, I don't really know. At first, I, I was not into it. I was into it. I wasn't into it. Now, now I'm iffy. Uh, it seems to be slowly bringing me back in. I guess maybe it was just sort of middling in the beginning. Um, but, uh, it, it's becoming a little more coherent for me. And I don't know if that's just because I'm now more used to the characters and who's who and what's what, but, um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I think we're up to episode 12 and we finally know where it's going with the show. Mm-hmm. It took forever. They've introduced a lot of characters. The show's violent and it's downright disgusting at times. And I absolutely hate it, but it's gone from monster of the week with no real purpose to like, except to gross me out. To a linear storyline, I'm actually admitting I'm starting to enjoy the story. I not I don't enjoy what happens to women in the show, but you know, which is good. I mean, huge for you. I feel like because you were like really against this show oh, like I, about uh, halfway through it. Yeah, I have, I, ugh, I'm still thinking of the the one scene with the blonde woman. Oh my god, barf. Oh yeah. Ooh. All right, next, uh, Kabuchiko Sherlock or Case File Number Two 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 One Kabuki Joe. Uh, it's a Sherlock and his crew. Yeah. Yeah. This is the show I think out of everything that I'm probably the most out on. Um, it seems like I, I liked a lot of the characters to start. 
And um, it doesn't seem to want to explore a lot of them outside of them being like just sort of silly and slapsticky. And then, you know, um, it has some tonal issues where it seems like it's it's going somewhere. And then they're like, hey, no, here's this episode with with a funny cat. And you're like, uh, OK, cool. Yeah, I was interested in this and then finished the first story arc and I didn't like the ending of the first story arc and I could easily not watch the show anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Next, My Hero Academia Season 4, or Boku no Hero Academia. Uh, adventures of high school students and heroes in a world where everyone has superpowers. This show for me is like S tier. If you're into it, it's not going to disappoint you. Um, I feel like if you're not into it at this point, I mean, you're probably just never going to watch it. But uh, it, it does what it does well and, and still kind of keeps on keeping on. I, I, I mean, I, I love it. And it's right now we're at a point like just at the crux of the end of um, the story arc. And it's, it's uh, really interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it's action-packed season so far. Uh, there's plenty of secondary character development, which I've been calling for. But uh, there's one too many soliloquies in this season, which, uh, I mean, I know they're part of character development, but you just got these guys talking to themselves in a room for 10 minutes. And, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. A little bit too much of that, but I know what they're doing. They're trying to develop these characters. Yeah, some of them I just get forced to the forefront. You don't really know much about them, right. so they kind of have to, yeah, push it forward. All right, last on our carryover list, we have Welcome to Demon School, Arumakun, uh, a human sold by his parents into adopting into adoption by doting demon grandfather and his adventures in a demon high school. The show is a uh, silly lighthearted. Um, we haven't really had something like this too much beforehand and, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I kind of like all the characters. I like the design of the, you know, the world that they exist in. And we talked about it before, like Hellphone and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like silly little things. Um, it doesn't like offend me any which way in terms of like, I, it, I just know what it is now and, and I'm not expecting anything too in depth. And, uh, yeah, it's just an enjoyable experience. I love this show. I yeah. think it's fun and funny. Uh, and I mean, I may be going out on a limb here, but I think Clara is easily the, it's gotta be, she's gotta be a front runner for like best character of 2020 so far, which is funny because she is like that one character type that you hate, which is like the well, annoying character. No, I don't necessarily hate them. I hate one. Well, you don't like, yeah. This is another example of an overbearing character to be lovable without annoying. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Yes, I don't hate all. I don't hate everyone. That's that's fair. That was that's that was wrong of me. That's generalizing. That was generalizing. You know what? I, I hate one, and we'll talk about him. Jim, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's start this off with a banger. Uh, here is we're gonna dump jump into our best of fall. Here's the best OP nominee that I heard playing on a radio in a yakitori restaurant in Umeda, Osaka. Here is Inferno by Miss Green Apple.
And that's the OP for our first show. So good. Fire Force or NNO Shubotai. Streaming on Crunchyroll. Episodes are 24. Studios David Productions, the sources of manga. And here we go. From the internet. Terror has paralyzed the clockwork metropolis of Tokyo. Possessed by demons, people have begun to burst into flame, leading to the establishment of a special firefighting team. The Fire Force, ready to roll on a moment's notice to fight spontaneous combustion anywhere it might break out. The team is about to get a very unique addition. Shinra, a boy who possesses the unique power to run at the speed of a rocket, leaving behind the famous devil's footprints and destroying his shoes in the process. Can the Fire Force discover the source of this strange phenomenon and put a stop to it? Or will the city burn to ashes first? Frank. To me, Fire Force seems almost like the greatest hits of the shonen genre and uh, seems to take influence from Bleach with the different captains and different powers, Naruto with each company kind of specializing in something much like, you know, the villages in Naruto and, uh, you know, Dragon Ball, which is very common where the main character is kind of um, almost always the best at everything, even though he's he's not the smartest person. Um, The world is interesting enough. It's uh, familiar enough to not seem foreign, but outlandish enough to keep you intrigued. And it, seen, it has a relatively cool fighting system, and the characters themselves are entertaining enough. Um, that being said, I think the animation can be inconsistent at times, and this becomes more apparent in later ep- episodes. And the back half of the season, to me, seems oddly rushed, with some questionable story choices that make it seem like they just want to get it out of the way, whereas other shown shows would have developed some of those things into either you know full character arcs or even full seasons. Um, so I, I don't know why the pacing is like that towards the end. It almost seems like they didn't think that they were going to get a second season. And they were just like, here it is. Um, I enjoyed the show. I think it, it got a lot of world building and character introduction at done and established and kind of out of the way, which I think will help it if it does get a season two. Um, and some of the fights are just so okay. we are getting a season. We are getting a season yeah, two. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Then that's, I think that's for the better for them. Um, some of the fights, which if you're watching Shonen is, is primarily probably why you're there are just okay. But, uh, overall they're, they're visually cool enough to watch. If you don't like Shonen, I can see where this show might not be for you though. What do you think, Jim? All right. I'll start with the positive. Sure. So the action scenes were mostly good. And the front end of the show was good until I until the first training arc. And I think back in our initial review of the show, uh, that's when it, I didn't mention that I mm-hmm. just didn't like that. But then we get a Best of Fall nominee. We get episode eight. Yes. It's called Infernal Insects. It's uh, the villain is Rekka, and he's gathering children to pilot, to trigger a pilot light Infernal. And then he attempts to beat the character Tamaki to death. Mm-hmm. That was serious business that episode, and it was amazing, and had one of the best, best uh, visuals. Oh of yeah, by far all the shows we've been watching. Yeah, thoughts. Yeah, the the visual alone that you're you're talking about with just um, Tamaki just is sitting there almost in tears. It's like it seems like that's where all of their money went, uh, animation wise, or they spent like a lot of time doing that. It also kind of establishes where this group is. Where up until this point, you kind of just. Um, take it and you just think it's this random big bad but they're willing to do what they need to do you know for their organization to the point where they're literally kidnapping children and essentially killing them yeah. to um to kind of push push them forward I, th- I think it's a great episode yeah we can nominate uh tamaki kotatsu mm-hmm. for best female she's definitely she's definitely a fan favorite that's for sure she gets yeah. a lot of press and uh 
even if she just by the end of the show i feel she just turns into a means for fan service sure that's what happens i guess when your power set is like bad luck i guess bad luck like, your boobs yeah, your get boobs just, yeah. Yeah. um i gotta say no show has disappointed me more than fire force Ooh. uh the animation was lazy outside uh, lazy looking outside of the action scenes mm-hmm. and not all the action scenes were great at the back end we had the big showdown between big bad of season one and his brother and Man, the first end of that was so bad where I was sitting at my couch and saying, I hate this show. Why do I have to? I hate this. Oof. Like, I really, there was barely any character development except for maybe five in the cast of about 10 recurring characters. Even uh, Tamaki, when her character development was basically, she was chasing around this guy. He betrayed her, beat the crap out of her. And then she just gets her boobs groped for the rest of the season. Um, There are barely any inhabitants of this world that they create besides the fire companies. They're driving on roads. There's nobody on the road or there's no one walking down the street. So who are they even protecting in this world? I think there's, we got the Asakusa where you have like the characters are actually part of the team or they fight the fight, like the background characters. And then I think in the second episode or first episode where that father was on fire and he was protecting the family. Mm -hmm. That's, that's honestly the only time you ever really see anybody. There's no like secondary police force. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they don't even really sort of establish how they do say that like a majority of the population is gone just based off of events, but they don't establish right. how much of the population is left. Yeah, yeah that's fair. No one, I guess, no, I unless know. you work for the fire force. <laughs> I legitimately dreaded watching this every week, and we get another season, as I said. There you go. Excellent. All right, so our new Taku rating system on three. We'll say it together. Yes. One, two. Three, it's not, all good. not good. Oh, so no. we're on the other side of the go. mediocrity right spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I think we have the same issues. It's just that the, some of them just stick with me a little bit more. I was going to say, yeah, uh, we can overlook it a little bit um, more. Yeah. Yeah. Next up. Kendagawa Jet Girls. Here we go. What you've been waiting for. Streaming on High Dive. Episodes. There's 12. The studio is TNK. And the source is a video game. And the synopsis. Jet racing has become a mega popular extreme sport across the world, and with good reason. The jetter pilots a high-velocity watercraft and is paired with a shooter who blasts rival teams with a hydro gun. It all adds up to explosive wet and wild action, yeah, as they race to the finish and compete to earn supremacy. Among those competing is Rin Namiki, and racing is in her blood. Rin aspires to become a legendary jetter, just like her mother. And after meeting the cool and gorgeous shooter, Misa Aoi, it looks like Rin's dreams are finally in reach with a partner who shares her passion. Every race brings them tighter together. (laughs) God, that grossed me out. As a team and closer than ever to their dream of becoming the best racers on the water. Now, Frank, you did not watch the show. Yes. I I took on the burden. You did take on the burden. Um. So I'll, I'll, I'll do the honors. You're going to do, okay. You may be surprised by my, what I'm going to say. Here. All right, let's go. It wasn't great. No, um, <laughs> okay, positives. Uh, I, eventually the story like develops where you get a genuine connection between all these characters. Like there's so many teams. Wow, okay. And I actually cared about them. And there are no dudes in the show at all. This show passed that, the Bechtel test. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what the Bechdel, you know, you know what the Bechdel. Yes. For the listeners at home, the Bechdel-Wallace test is used to measure female representation in fiction, and it's basically there has to be two women, at least two women, and they can't talk about men, right? And that's proper representation of women. 
But it passes because they don't talk about dudes at all. There's they just like talk no about men connection. in this world. Uh, there's at all. not even. I, I don't think there's a single dude, not even in the background. Wow. That being said, this is an etchy show, and it was made <laughs> as feminist as this sounds. This was made to give boy and lady boners the show. Uh, there are a lot of boobs, mm. and in the uncut version, there's just on high dive, which is what I watched. Mm-hmm. The boobs are just big and everywhere, and little and ever. They're everywhere. Various sizes. Yes. Lots, lots of uh, thinking in the bathtub with boobs floating in strange shapes. Um, the race animation is not good. Uh, the races, you saw that at least to yeah. see that. The races are CGI and they're terrible. Not good. And for some reason, they held up the final episode. I'm on a cliffhanger here. Oh, geez. I'm stuck on episode 12. And you just said you were invested in these characters. I am. I have to watch they? this. <laughs> so I guess I'm the only one ra- rating this. It's not bad. It's definitely not good. This is Mox. So, uh, my uh, real quick. Yes. Does it at least do what it sets out to do well enough? So, I feel like actually it's like a hard thing to kind of grade just because what it's really there is to to keep you keep you randy. Well, want to get, you know, like <laughs> by definition of etchy, like it's supposed to be like sexually playful. Sure. This is like a comedy with nudity. Like they're not like grabbing okay. each other's boobs and going woo-hoo-hoo right. and tickling and they're getting in like a sexual position. Okay. Like that doesn't happen. There's like volleyball scenes, mm-hmm. but at no point is it like, it's not a very funny show. So there's actually supposed to be comedy, I think. I think, yeah. I don't, I don't like yeah. Playful I guess, yeah, sexuality. Playful, okay, yeah. A girl sitting in the bathtub thinking about her teammate with her boobs out is not necessarily playful. Yeah, that's true. So, by definition, I don't think it qualifies as that. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I genuinely like it. I'm sad to say I do like it. I thought it had a positive message hidden in all the boobs and butts. And uh, sadly, the CGI animation is absolutely dreadful. I feel like that whole that little quip right there, a positive message among hidden. the boobs. Yeah, hidden among the boobs <laughs> will be on the DVD. The back <laughs> of it. We should submit it to them. A review. <laughs> yeah, a review. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Hatage Kimono Michi, or Rise Up, Animal Road, streaming on Hulu. Episodes 12, the studio is E-N-G-I, the source of the manga. Professional wrestler and animal lover Shibata Genzo is suddenly summoned to another world. Weird. (laughs) Greeted by a princess, she requests to get rid of the evil beast roaming in this world. Outraged that he was asked to kill monsters, Genzo German suplexes the princess. Unable... Unable back to get back. I forgot that that's how this is formed. Unable back to get back to Earth. He decides to live a peaceful life and manage a monster pet shop. Frank. Kimono Michi is a flat out, I think, fun show. You know, it never takes itself too seriously. And for me, watching Genzo uh, powerbomb, right? Is that the move what it is? German suplex. German suplex, monsters, princesses, and adventurers just never gets old for me. Um, It doesn't focus too much in particular outside of Genzo working towards a pet shop, I guess they kind of like at times he doesn't really seem to even care about the pet shop much. So it's like, yeah, all right. he doesn't care about the pet shop. He just cares about petting his pets. petting his pets. Um, the animation is very basic as well as the plot. And then towards the end, sometimes the jokes can feel like a little played out. Um, if you like the first couple of episodes, I like could give it a shot. 
um, you're probably going to write the like what I imagine is the entirety of the series because I don't see it going on further than this. No, I think it's uh, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Um, for me, the show exists kind of as a as a palate cleansing show. So this is something that you would watch after you watch something a little more uh, heavy handed with with um, like Babylon, like Babylon. Right. Yeah, exactly. Where you kind of just like you want to watch something, but you don't want to get into a whole other thing. Um, I don't think it can really compare with a good portion of what we have watched, but it definitely has its time and its place. Um, so that being said, I enjoyed it. It's an isekai I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, Genzo for best male mm-hmm. on a bashed furry. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. He's completely unfazed that he now lives in a fantasy world. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah, good. So you're you're big in wrestling. Everyone knows that, especially yes, Japanese yes, wrestling. Yes. Is, uh, are you familiar with him as a wrestler? Well, Genzo, his um, character design is a wrestler called Harashima, mm-hmm. who's from DDT Pro. And uh, Mao is also, the villain is also a wrestler called Mao. Are there characters like similar to Mao's this in the is. show? Okay, yeah. yeah. Mao's like right. supposed to be an arrogant dick. That's cool. Okay. But Harashima is like a baby face. Like he's super baby face. Oh, like, real right. good looking. And Yeah. I think he's the current champion over there. Ooh. I know lots of stuff. I know. I'm impressed. Thanks. Uh, I know a lot of stuff that can't make me any money. <laughs> yeah, me and um, you both. Yeah. Uh, he's overpowered, but it's in a humorous way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's nominate Sugar A for best female. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wolf girl. She's obsessed with money. Yeah. And she, I mean, it's a character type that I feel like we, we don't see too much, especially from a female perspective. She's, she's the only smart like greedy. One. Yeah. Yes. But she's, yeah, she's money driven. Right. She's running the shop. She's trying to get the shop to make money while they're farting around doing that. Yeah, she's almost like the straight man, yeah. like a straight person. Yeah, in yeah. The, yeah, so, I mean, she, she plays her part well. And Carmilla for Best Female as well. She was the drunk vampire maid. She's the only complete opposite end of the spectrum, yes. I feel like. Yeah, she might be the most ridiculous character, actually. Oh, that just, they have. She yeah. wants to beat her rival. She has a rival that's like a vampire. She wants to beat her, but she doesn't want to do any work to yeah. do it. She just wants to lay around in the shade because she's a vampire. She's like a lazy, drunk vampire. Yeah, her better is like, uh, what are they? I forget what they're. It's like a prim and proper one. Right. Like the it's one like that you're. Right. Something, you know, it had, had a title. There's a whole episode where she just keeps getting punched in the stomach, and it's amazing. It's so funny. Yeah. She's, she always has something smart to say and then gets beat up for it. Yeah, she's Her and Genzo fighting every episode is great. Physically fighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good show. It's a generally funny show. Uh, new Taco rating. On three? Yes. One, two, three. It's all, it's all good. good. Yeah. Perfect. Agree on that one. Yeah. How about a music break? We've been talking for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm into it. All right. Let's uh, listen to some rock and roll right now. Yes, I-
that was Suiso by Megumi Nakajima. And it's up for best OP for our next show. Hoshai no Sora or Stars Align. It's streaming on Hulu. Episodes, there's 12. The studio is 8-bit. The source, original. Synopsis. The teen adolescent story revolves around the coming of age of boys in a junior high school soft tennis club, which is on the verge of shutting down. Tuma Shinjo asks Maki Katsuragi to join the team for his vaunted abilities and mentions a summer competition. Katsuragi asks for money in return for joining the team. Frank. This show is probably one of the emotionally weighty shows of the season, and it kind of keeps that weight consistent throughout. Uh, It's one half sports anime, one half family drama that can be sometimes a little silly when you realize that almost every character on the team has a really has really like shitty parents for the most part or family life. Um, It has really nice music and the lighting of the show is really well done. Um, You know, some of the lighter stuff takes place literally outside in the light. And then even when they're adjacent to it, usually in the school, you know, it has very light tones where a lot of times they're they're the more weighty stuff, the drama, the family is done at night at night. Yes. And it's usually in darker apartments right. and things like that. Um, and the characters are really engaging. Uh, it does a good job of lulling you too into a false sense of an episode ending, which I, I, I kind of respect. So like you think, especially if you don't watch the timestamps or anything, they'll like start up the credits and um, you're like, oh, okay, cool. That was a nice episode. And then it's like, oh, no, here's five more minutes of something that's usually pretty terrible. I'll be like, oh, wow, okay. Um, I don't really have anything negative to say about this show beyond the fact that it leaves itself 100% on a cliffhanger, and that's how the show ends. And you're just like, cool, all right, sweet. Yeah, I have almost almost nothing but praise for the show. Uh, it's Let's start by saying, and this was your nomination, episode one for Best of Fall, which the episodes are just... N- uh, named by number. Yes. It sets up like a common sports theme, but then it sets up the, which we've talked about on this show before, stick around post credits. Mm-hmm. When you watch anime, it's a thing with Netflix that it automatically skips and you have to scurry to stop it. Yes. There's multiple examples of a- after credit scenes that are real gut punchers and shockers. Yeah. That add quite a bit. So this is what this episode, I think, uh, I nominated it specifically because it just sets that up, sets that bar up where you're at least going into it. I was anyway, just thinking it was about tennis. Yeah, like, oh, great. I was like, cool. I got to watch this. Tennis and basketball this season. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) No, what are you doing? Wait. No. No. Yeah. All right. With that, with that teaser, let's nominate almost every parent in the show as a villain. Yeah. What a group of assholes. Right. So typically we've talked about this before, but I feel like parents are either absent or they're, you know, not great in anime. And this show really just doubles down on them not being good. Yeah. There's a couple that are actually nice, but then we have the helicopter mom Mm -hmm. whose son is pushed so far that he hides a child in the. Yeah. Really bizarre term. Very strange term for that poor kid. There's, I never loved you, mom. Who decides she's moving out? Yep, she's getting getting a divorce. Goodbye. There's abusive money stealing dad. Mm-hmm. There's abusive. Why didn't you play soccer, dad? You've disappointed me. Jesus, these parents <laughs> suck. These parents do suck. And like you had said, there there are a couple at least shown. There's like one or two that. Um, oh, Maki's mom is amazing. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. She's a victim of abuse. Maki's mom, and then. Um, 
I forget what the one guy's name is, but his family seems to be very supportive. Yeah. Um, but so it's not entirely terrible, but yeah, a majority of the team and not even that it stretches out to like the school. It's yeah. hinted at some of the other parents that aren't even associated. Yeah, the with the club. yeah they're just, they're, they're not good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got that like overbearing grandmother and then the mother. She's like, I'm not, a yeah. different person when I'm at home. Yeah. It's just, I dress in doll clothes. <laughs> she doesn't oh, like it. Yeah. They're all, oh. Oh, they're all abused. Uh, let's uh, nominate Maki Katsuragi for best male. Yes, he cooks all the family meals. He he's, loves his mom. He's just generally a, a, a good guy. Yep, he comes in and he brings the team together. Yeah. He helps, helps his friends. Start, yeah, he's giving and caring, and he does this whole like I'll play for money thing. And the only reason he initially does this is because his father's stealing money. Yeah, so it's <laughs> so like, he's trying to cover for his mom. Yeah, it's to oh like help God. his mom out. What so great yeah, great kid, definitely. But. Here's my butt. Here we go. The final after credit scene was just a bit too dark for what the character involved has been set up as for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah, we're going. Well, I miss, I thought we were just going to be one and done with the show. I'm hoping we get a season two. We might be getting an OVA. Like, I need a conclusion because I really was invested in the show. So this is, ties in with my negative, too, is just because it almost feels like them challenging like whoever to be like oh you have to continue you this have to on, pick this up. or like the fans are going to be like oh we have to do it you know what i mean that's the way it seemed to be because i was like there's oh that's not the there's got to be another episode right. oh no it's not right. okay uh i'm assuming if they do another episode someone's going to stop this character from doing what they're planning on doing Someone inter- intervenes. How horrible is it going to be, though, if this is just the end and then the, you yeah, have to... We're stuck and we just have to fill in the blanks. They got to do something. They got to do something, yeah. <laughs> All right. And, of course, the ED, which has been talked about in on social media and whatnot for its animation and dance sequence. Mm-hmm. They settled it with the dancers. They included them in the credits and everything, gave them credit. I don't know if they gave them financial, respo- or financial recomps. But, but they gave, gave him props. Yes. And we're going to listen to it now. It's Kago no Naka no Bokurawa by Akiki from the group Bless Four. の数だけ膨らむイメージ涙と笑顔が感情無視してあふれ出す目まいがしそう謙虚で空虚な環境の加護壊しに逃げたくなる飛び立つ翼が背中に伸びの中の僕らは。Excellent. 
Yeah, that's, I was almost dancing myself. I was in my pants. <laughs> All right, okay. so our new Taku rating uh, on three. Okay. One, two, three. Must, must watch. watch. Yes, must right. watch. Yeah. The show is my surprise hit of the season. I love it. Great animation, great character development, and the tennis animation, amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't think that I was going to be into this. Um, surprisingly, I am, and this is definitely one of those shows where I feel like it's uh, worth at least checking out because, like I had said initially, I didn't think I was going to be into it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Next up, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, D.A. Nue These, Season 1, Core 2. Streaming on Crunchyroll, episodes, there's 12, Studios Production IG, Sources a Novel. We picked this up. Uh, through my coercions with Frank, I got him to get caught up, and I told him to pick this up midway through the season. We made a deal. Yeah, so we're going to jump in and dive right in there. We gave you a couple weeks to get caught up, so we're going to talk about it. So here's a synopsis. Thousands of years later, humanity has advanced into space. Here it is divided into two countries with two different forms of government, the autocracy of the Galactic Empire and the democracy of the Free Planets Alliance. These two countries have been at war for 150 years, which turned the galaxy into a stage for a never-ending series of conflicts. As the war continues, both countries fall into decline. The Galactic Empire suffers corruption among the noble classes, while the Free Planets Alliance falls victim to the mob rule of democracy. Then, near the end of the Eighth Age of the Space Calendar, <laughs> the appearance of two geniuses will change history forever. The unstoppable genius, Reinhard von Lohengram, and the un- unbeatable magician, Yang Wenli. As heads of the Imperial and Alliance armies, respectively, the two will face each other over. Will face each other in battle over and over. Frank. Uh, okay. So my review of the show might be a little bit different, if only because I would say a majority of it, three-fourths, I was able to binge. Yeah. So I watched it in like two weeks, um, which kind of speaks to how exciting it was. So I'm not too sure if like some of the pacing, if it it seems like it would be a little slow, especially in the beginning, if you're watching it episode to episode, but I didn't really experience that because of that. So I just want to put that out there. Um, I think that this show is great. They're able to make every show in or every character their own person, which I think is hard, especially for a show that is primarily just um, like 100 male characters mm-hmm. and then like three female characters. There's <laughs> two women. Yeah. There's One is his school mate from when he was in mm-hmm. military school and that or in college. And then one is his lieutenant subordinate. They have the, yeah, yeah. That's Oh no. And they then have there's the, the sister. Yes. Right. So it's three. Yes, there's not there's not a lot. It's no, there's the woman in the third, the Swiss the Swiss nation, right? The and neutrality then, nation. Yeah, and then the uh, there's that Four. one woman at the uh, protest towards that's the, the same end. woman. Oh, it's the same woman. Yeah, okay. that's the woman that okay. he went to school with. Right. That's why he wears sunglasses. Oh, yeah, okay. when stuff mm-hmm. happens. Uh, so yeah, it, so that was four, four, we were able to name out of 150. There dudes. is. Yeah, there's so many dudes, um, but they're able to make them all feel like individual characters, which is, I think hard enough for most shows to do when they have a small enough cast. Um, and like we had said, this one has like a hundred guys, uh, each in, event in the show has its weight. The plot feels properly placed with each side of the conflict giving its proper due. So it'll often rotate the episode. So it'll be like, Hey, you know, this is one side. And then the, the next episode is the other. Uh, space battles look good and the political stuff is interesting. Music is top notch and the animation, even the CG space battles look really good. 
Um, my only complaint with the show, which is like kind of unfair to it itself because it is a space opera, is that sometimes it is a little heavy-handed with the soap opera aspect of it. Um, where sometimes it'll be heavy enough, so heavy that it kind of feels a little ridiculous. But I mean, if you like stuff like Battlestar Galactica and Game of Thrones, I say that this is definitely worth worth a shot. Yep, uh, you pretty much covered everything I had to say. Uh, it's very good, classic space opera. Space battles are awesome and huge. Yeah, like massive, so many ships, so many dead people. I couldn't even tell you another show that does it as well. As right. So. Uh, political drama is engaging, but it's also relevant to today's environment with like xenophobia and stuff like that and season two ends what was it core two mm-hmm. right yeah core, core two? two yeah core two ends and closes a bunch of storylines but then leaves open a brand new one for the next core so it's exciting um i love the show it's great yeah i'm hoping it's get, it gets renewed because the original one was like over oh, 100 episodes yeah, or something 150 episodes yeah or something like so they, uh, oh for sure this is a big bucks this one yeah um when I was flying to Japan, a guy was watching it like across the aisle. He was watching the No way, episode. really? Yeah, and I was like, cool. I wanted to tap him on the shoulder and be like, oh, fuck yeah, buddy. Um, <laughs> so let's nominate a couple of characters. Uh, Yang Wen Lee for best. Well, it has to be only males because that's all there are yeah, in the show. Yeah, there's no, yeah. Uh, Yang Wen Lee, best male nominee for sure. Yeah, definitely. He's kind. He's smart. He is reluctant in his position, which I think it adds a kind of a unique dynamic to his character because he's not really gung ho about the military or anything like that. He's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here because I have to be. This is what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to be involved in anything that he's involved in. If no. They want him to get involved in politics. He's like, I don't do any of this. Yeah. It's more people pushing him. Yeah. And now they set up like a political drama between yeah. him and the, and the ruling class of the democracy. Oh. And then Siegfried Kirchis for best male. Who's on the other side of the spectrum. Yes. Who is 100% into the political aspect yes. and the war and being gung-ho about battles and all this stuff. Yep. Setting himself up to try and be number one. Yep. Reinhardt's long-time friend and possible lover. I'm calling that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely could have been. They don't touch on any. There really is no romantic stuff in this show. Besides no. some hinted stuff between the men, but that's about it. Yeah. I think it's all more just kind of uh it's straightforward military warfare. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about best episode. How about uh episode twenty three, the farewell to the days of old? There's a coronation, we see the depths of love between Reinhardt and Kirchis. Yes. Um without getting we can't really get too we much. We can't talk about anything. No, yeah. you, you should be able to go and watch it. We don't want to spoil anything for But you. it's yeah, I think it's it's well deserved. And how about the epic ED? And it's got the visual scroll, which you had mentioned earlier, which changes direction depending on the faction. Mm-hmm. And it's the focus of the episode. Let's listen to it. This is Tranquility by Sawano Hiroyuki.
Now let's rank it. With okay. Our, our Nutaku ranking system. I'm ready for this. On three. Okay. Three. No, it'd be on three. So are you doing? One. Are you saying three, and then we're going? Let's do it that way. Okay. And three. Must, must watch. watch. Yes. Okay. We're both, we both agree. agree. Yeah. Must watch. Excellent show. Give it a chance. If it's space operas are your thing, and like you said, if you like Game of Thrones, as Frank said, if you like Game of Thrones, you like Battlestar Galactica, you like stuff along that line, uh, you, I think you'll enjoy this one. Oh yeah, for sure. If you like those things, it's it's almost a no brainer to yeah. try and check it out. Next up, Oreisuki. Are you the only one? Who loves me? <sighs> or ore wo suki nano wa omae dake kayo. Streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive. Epilodes. Epilodes 12. Uh, Studios Connect. Source of the Light Novel. And then here we go, Frank. The best synopsis we've ever had. I'm ready. <clears throat> me, me, me. Question. What would you do if a girl you liked asked you out on a date? Now imagine it's not one, but two beautiful girls. The cool beauty, Cosmos, and the cute childhood friend, childwood friend. Himawari. Of course, you would make plans with both, right? And feel like a total stud. Except for the feelings, air quotes, they confess to you are asking me for, air quotes, romantic advice, since they're both in love with someone else. <laughs> That's it. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm giving up on this obtuse, harmless persona and going back to my true self. But I can't give up hope here. If I give them my advice, at least one of them will fall in love with me. But a girl on the sidelines witnessed my sad, solitary battle. She's Sumeriku San Shu Kyun, or Pansy. A gloomy, glasses-wearing girl with braids. I hate her, to be honest. And yet, she's the only one who loves me. And so begins the slightly stimulating teen coming of age romantic question mark comedy about a protagonist who doesn't realize he's a background character and the quirky, magnificent girls orbiting him. <laughs> Frank. This is the one show this season that I struggled with the most, both in watching and trying to kind of write a review for it. Uh, it's a show that's meta in the way that it plays with its episodes, having characters break the third wall, acknowledging that they are in an anime and a harem one at that. You know, at times it kind of bends the genre expectations. Um, but most of the time it feels like I'm watching a different show every other episode. Uh, the first half feels really solid, while the second half feels like they're trying to hit episodes that are typical of anime, but are almost like reluctant to do so. So we get like the swimsuit episode, the recap episode, which I actually kind of enjoyed, but yeah. it was like episode it didn't six. Seem like it, of, right, it didn't seem like it made sense. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to recap all these characters, even though you just watched, you just, I don't know, five episodes. Six right. Episodes. So it seemed like a little odd. Uh, I get the feeling that the show, like this is one of those ones where I'm curious were maybe creative and then maybe business people were like, oh, you have to do a different thing than what you had wanted. That's I kind guess. of, you know what I mean? Um, almost all the characters range from bad to terrible and most seem to look out only for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and just when you think they ha there's like positive growth, they just revert back to what they were originally. Um, and it's kind of hard to find someone to root for in the show. That's not to say that I really hated the show. It's running gags or laugh out loud. Funny. I actually enjoyed the recap episode and it constantly kept me guessing. I guess I could see like the potential of it, but it never quite delivered. What did you think, Tim? Uh, meh. Yeah. Uh, 
I kind of like it, but I'm not ever excited to watch it, which mm. you said. I'm basically agreeing with you here. Uh, plus, we have an open ending that we were going to have to watch an OVA to get a solution. Yeah, I don't I really want to do that. No. Uh, this was the podcast's first harem show, yeah. and uh, it's whatever. Uh, I guess we nominate Pansy for Best Female, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't see what she sees in Joro, but... Now, it, it is kind of strange, and then, if anything, I don't really know what a lot of these people see it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get I don't it know. They're all in love with them. Of course they are, because it's a harem. Uh, I appreciate the message of her... Well, I mean, she shouldn't have to, but she uglifies herself due to social pressures of mm. high school and the former middle school she was at, so she's trying to hide, which is a sad reality for a lot of people. They can't handle the pressure of high school, especially in Japan. But honestly, the best part of the show is the ED. Uh, Hana Kotoba by Haruka Tomatsu, Haruka Shiraishi, and Saichika Misawa, who are the voice actors for Pansy, Himawari, and Cosmos. And they did the song. It's a pretty good one. Here it is. So, Frank, what is your highly coveted Nutaku ranking for this show on three, starting from one? Uh, we're starting from one, we're so you're counting up to three? On ten, we'll start from one. Okay, so, okay, go Ready? one. Ooh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mox. Mox. Yeah. Wow, okay, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's Mox. The only, part, the only thing I, I will say, though, with my rating with Mox is uh, I struggled with the rating only because it definitely it tries to do things different than is normal from the genre so it kind of like gets points for that um but just, it is very i just didn't care yeah 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 which is like hey if you don't care about the show uh you've you've lost the battle that's that's the whole point of the show a show Why just bleed and feel the blood? 
Music can only mean one thing. Probably what everyone listens was waiting for. Our hot take. That was Dark Crow with Man with a Mission on the show for the show Vinland Saga. Streaming on Amazon Prime. Episodes 24, continuing from summer. Uh, The studio is Wit Studio. Uh, Sources of manga are synopsis for... For a thousand years, the Vikings have made quite a name and reputation for themselves as the strongest families with a thirst for violence. Thorfinn, the son of the Vikings' greatest warriors, uh, spends his boyhood in a battlefield, enhancing his skills and his adventure to redeem his most desired revenge after his father was murdered. Frank. On the whole, Vinland Saga has been a consistently entertaining watch uh it started off a little bit rough in the beginning but i feel like after episode four or five i believe it does a kind of sort of flash forward and then for me it had it just been consistent without it was one of the few shows that i watched the day that it aired most of the times um i'm all for historical historical drama with proper balance of political intrigue and action which I believe this show absolutely nails. Uh, it has a core group of very interesting characters and does a good job of developing them. I think the animation is top notch. I don't really have any complaints at all about this show. I am really curious to hear your thoughts, Jim, because you've been, I feel like, a little wishy-washy on this show, at least to start. All right, so we'll talk about this. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this now. It was very down on the show after the first couple episodes. I found the superhero style action kind of betrayed what I wanted from the show, which was historical action drama. Um, the show changed for me with, and I've talked about it before with uh, one of our nominees, episode six, the uh, journey begins. We get a look at the real horrors of living in this environment. Um, and I started to really get sucked into the universe and its characters. Uh, then we get to episode number 14, which is the light of dawn where Ascalid's men are trapped in a Welsh town. And we see the true viciousness of the Danes in the era or the era in general, how vicious it was. Any thoughts on those two? Yeah, I definitely think, especially with episode 14, it really does a, uh, a good job of basing it in reality, more or less. So yeah. you're getting these really hard things that are happening, which also solidify to your point, you know, how it was back then, like really nailing the historical stuff because stuff happened to people and you just, you you can really do too much about it. And it's just kind of uh, the way it was. And it also does a good job of uh, further adding layers to um, Askeladd. Yeah. So let's talk about Askeladd. Yeah. Uh, I think best male and best villain nominee for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, He's complicated, becomes even more complicated as the show continues. Mm Mm-hmm. Just layers upon layers. It's like a layer cake. 
Ooh, that's delicious. Oscalade, the layer cake. So tasty. <laughs> so tasty. All right, let's talk about Thorkill. Um, I want to nominate him. Okay. And the reason being is that um, you start out and you think he's just like this mindless killing machine, super powered mm-hmm. monster guy, but he has like a survival instinct that you see at the end that's under the surface. And he also understands the complexity of politics and hates it and wants to stay out of it. Right. But by the end of it, when you get to the end of the storyline, he's actually counseling one of the characters and telling him like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to stay out of this. Like he does a pretty good job of that. Yeah. He's another uh, good example of kind of what they do with the show where they take these characters and you think they're going to go one way and they, they go, there's more nuance to them. There's more layers. There's more depth which is hard enough for a show to do in general. But I mean, this one I think really nails it. And also the season finale is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Really I'm good. not going to put it in uh, best of, uh, just because it's kind of leaves, it's it just so visually, you know, pff, the hell with it. Let's put it in best of <laughs> just to include it and say like this, you guys should check out this last episode. It is so good. Yeah, it is so good. The visual at the end is great with the sword falling. Oh my God. Yeah, and it, it leaves me wanting more, which is really all you can ask for at the kind of an end of it. That's a, funny, because we're going to talk about that in yeah. a second. And the second ED was awesome, and here it is. It's Drowned by Millet or Millet. Feel like I'm almost we've been waiting for what all our listeners have been waiting for what is our new taku rating for vinland saga are we gonna go on on three or do you want to just go one because mine has like a little bit of a caveat to it okay we'll so, go on um now okay must watch. must watch go ahead so i have must watch slash borderline masterpiece okay. i think it is it if it wasn't for those first couple of episodes which you had said as well i think it would have reached that point for me i uh, i don't i i this is continuing the storyline which is exciting mm-hmm. so we'll see where that goes yeah i don't want to throw a masterpiece on something that if i if i know it's going to continue yeah no, you that's know. fair. Okay, like I threw yeah, it on, I see what you on mean, yeah. Oh Maidens in your seventh season because it doesn't look like that's going to go any further. But we found out that we're going to get another season of that now. You know, that's a, yeah, no, that's good. This is definitely open ended. They yeah. left it completely open ended. Yeah, which and I have, and give me more, please. Yeah, I have to imagine it is, especially with the amount of money that Amazon has. This was my turnaround. Sh- well, now 
now fire force is my turnaround show where i in a negative way oh yeah, yeah i just yeah. turned around so much this like built a great i knew it was going somewhere because the animation was so good so this is the opposite end of the spectrum right the fire force was on one hand this is on the other right. cool it's time now we've waited so long we've gone through everything it's time to give out our coveted coveted by the anime industry and manga industry even though these not all manga is anime the nitaku <laughs> awards for fall 2019 Let's start with best OP. Frank, I know where you're going to go with this. Oh, uh, where am I going to go? Where do you think? Inferno by Miss Green Apple, Fire Force, first OP. Yeah. That's, All right. That's, that's our winner. That's an easy one. <laughs> that's a super easy yeah. one. This is the one that, like, as soon as it came out, I, I was listening to it on Spotify and really haven't stopped listening to it. So, yeah, that's a good one. I, uh, I find myself humming it while I'm out like shopping and stuff. So that's a good song. Yeah. I mean, when it's on my, uh, like workout playlist, okay. you know, it's probably, it's probably <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Cause I mean, the other ones are good. It's just like this one just, I uh, blew everything else out of the park. Once, yeah. once you start listening to it semi regularly and you're not watching the show, I mean, it's, that's yeah, it. it's, it's too late. Yeah, it's in it's your mind. It's a good one. Oh, I forgot to go over what was nominated. That's what I went, went to do. So it was Inferno by Miss Green Apple. It was dark crow, uh, man on a mission, which is the Vinland saga. Number two, and Shishu by Megumi Nakajima for Stars Align. So for Best ED, I'll do this right. Best ED, our nominees. Tranquility by Sawano Hiroyuki from Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Hana Kotoba by Haruka Tamatsu, uh, Haruko Shirashi, and Sachika Misawa for Arisuki. Are you the only one who loves me? Uh, we have Drown by Millet or Millet. Um, I'm not sure what, how to pronounce that. Uh, it's Vinland Saga's number two. And Kago no Naka no Bokorawa by Aki from the group Bless Four for Stars Align. A little bit tougher on this one. Yeah, I agree. Do you want me to just go and say go ahead, what I you got? say what you want. I had chosen Tranquility. Okay. Uh, Legends of the Galactic Hero. Um, for me, it seems like it kind of, it just matched perfectly with the show. There's, um, there's some seriousness with, with that, which is great. Yeah, and uh, it's not typically something that I, I would I would listen to, but I did find myself listening to it, you know, pretty much full stop after each episode. I'm going with uh, Kago no Naka no Bokorawa by Akiki from Bless 4. Just the dance routine and everything about that, it just like encapsulates the positivity of that show. Mm -hmm. And usually after that is when the big hitting moments happened after that. And I, like, like you said, I never skipped ahead at the end. Like I wanted to hear it. I'm singing. And then Great. Sp special bonus. Those people were really, uh, they did a good job by including those. Including them in the dance. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah. All right. Next up. Best worst villain. We only have two this time. We have Askeladd from mm -hmm. Vinland Saga. And pretty much all the parents from Stars Align. What do you got, Frank? I put uh, most of the parents in Stars Align. Same here. I agree. Uh, you know, you think about Askeladd and you think about all the positivity he brings to people, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Even though he's a murdering son of a bitch. These parents are disgusting. I hate them all. They're terrible. Oh There's like God. no redeeming quality to like nine tenths of them. And they just seem to like hate their kids. They like, just, the one actually hates her son. Yeah. And he's such a sweetheart. Why would she do that? I have no oh idea. God, people yeah. don't have kids. Don't have I kids. He's supposed to be her stepson, but still, man. Yeah. And then she just says some horrible stuff to him. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Best female. 
We have four. We have Carmilla Vanstein from Rise Up Animal Road, the vampire girl. We have Pansy for... Oh, it's Suki. Are you the only one who asked me? We have uh, Shigure from Rise Up Animal Road. And we have Tamaki Kotatsu from Fire Force, the fox girl. Who you got, Frank? I have Shigure. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't really have too much of a strong pick in this category. Yeah, same here. I was kind of a weak one for yeah. uh, women. I, like I liked season. her well enough. She was a good balance. And she, um, she is oddly... Uh, savvy business person in this world but as always like you know everybody else is just screwing her up so the gimmick where she would talk about money and her eyes would turn into coins with made me laugh every yeah time. and with that i'm going with carmilla from okay. rise of animal road because she was genuinely funny in every scene she was in even the serious ones there you go rise up animal road all right with the female yeah, characters right? yeah. i like it all right what do we have next we have best episode okay this is a big one Best episode. Let's okay. dive into these. Hopefully I have descriptions with it. Of course I don't. So we're going to have to try to wing it here. <laughs> That's fine. I can just say what mine is. I mean, we're already kind yeah, of... Let's go through okay. it real quick. Uh, so we got Fire Force Season 1, Episode 8. That's the Tamaki one. Hosai mm-hmm. uh, no Sora, Season 1, Episode 1. That's where they set up the structure of this show. Yeah. We have uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes, Episode 23. That's the coronation of uh, Reinhardt. We have Vinland Saga Season 1, Episode 6. That's the one where um, Thorfinn is in the town mm-hmm. alone. And then we have Vinland Saga Season 1, Episode 24, which is the light before dawn, I believe. That's the one with the trapped in the snow. And then we have Episode 24 of Vinland Saga, which is the season finale. Yes. And what do you got? 14. Yeah, Vinland, Vinland Saga, Saga yeah. Episode 14. <laughs> It's like it's not even really a discussion. Yeah, we already kind of talked about yeah, it. We talked about it over and over again. Yeah, so throughout that's... this podcast, <laughs> that's what's fun about the uh, awards. Sometimes though, is you just gush about it in the actual um, reviews reviews yeah. of it, and you're like, well, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I specifically singled that out and talked about it for five minutes. All right, so for your mocks award, uh, this is a personal. We don't have a list of these. This is mm-hmm. whatever we personally is, yeah. think. I think we're going to agree on this. I have two that I rated mocks in my okay. rankings, yeah. but I think if we're going to agree on it, that means we both watched it, mm-hmm. and I guess we can both say Orutsuke. Yes. Are you the only one <laughs> who loves me? Yes. Yeah. There you go. I, I didn't hate it, and I did not like it yep. at all. Let me type that bad boy. Perfectly anime yeah. mocks. Most anime. Most anime. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, yeah. All right. So that brings us to the big award. Best show of fall 2019. Wait, did we do best mail? Did we? Yeah, we did. Did we? No, I think we skipped it did over I skip because best we mail? already know. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did skip over best mail. Let's do best mail. I mean, yeah. I want to do best female last, but or before that. I didn't. I like the females more than I like the males in this, but let's do best mail. All right. Here we go. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ask a lot from Finland Saga. We have Genzo from Rise Up Animal Road. We have Maki Katsuragi from Hoshai no Sora. Uh, Siegfried Kirchis from Legend of Galactic Heroes. Thorkill from Vinland Saga. And Yang Wen Lee of Legend of Galactic Heroes. On three. One, two, three. Askeladd. Yeah, yeah. Askeladd. That That's why one. I think yeah. you skipped over it because yeah, we were talking about yeah, him. And yeah, then... and I think we had already. Yeah, because. Well, yeah, I think we were talking about him. And then I was just like. You're just like, yeah. You no, know, we talked about him already. <laughs> Dude, Askeladd is such an amazing character. <laughs> he is really good, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Yes, I did skip mail, but we got to it. Don't worry. We'll go through these again. You know again. what? We got to it, though. That's all that matters. Yeah. I, I, it would have been funny, though, if we went down to it and then you went through all of them and you were like, best mail, ask a lot. And we're like, oh, oh. shit. We didn't talk about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So here's the big one. Best show of fall 2019 as voted on by the Taco Anime cast. That's us. Frank, I'll let you go first. Uh, my best show is Vinland Saga. It just has been consistent throughout. I mean, judging by these awards, you know, giving it best episode, uh, best male, all this. It's got a bunch of them. I mean, I just think it's great. I, I you know, I almost voted it masterpiece. So, yeah. Uh, best show. I had three awesome shows, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, Stars Align was so good and so real and so sad and such an amazing watch. But it's got to be Vinland Saga. That was such a ride. That show was such a ride. Yeah, I will say, like, I should probably note that those were the two that I had narrowed it down from the get-go. And yeah. I kind of knew. But, yeah, points. I, I kind of took points off because of the ending. <laughs> Uh, you like of what Vinland Saga? No, no, no. Of, uh, uh, agreed. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned it in, when we were reviewing it. I just, I thought the empty ending was open ended. It almost seems like we're not going to get an ending because yeah. we don't know if we're getting a season two. I didn't think going in this that we would get a season two. And not only that, not to keep harping on it, but like if it cut off at a certain point, I think it would have been a great ending and left just enough open for if it's season two. Yeah. But then if it just didn't and it was just one series, then it would have been cool. And it would have been like sweet, but they have to have that last little thing. And right. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I loved uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes. I've been talking about it forever. But yeah. that's a continuing storyline that, you know, I might look back at the entire series and be like, holy crap, that was amazing. Yeah, definitely. And that's one of the things that's difficult when you have one that leaves a completely open end, these continuing stories that you're like, I had a problem with that with fruits basket mm-hmm. in the summer where you're sure. just like, man, I really wish this ended like closed off these storylines and then said like at the end, okay, we're going to continue. Right. On, because but. most of them are just almost artificially closed. Cause the story's not over. Everybody right. knows the story's not over. It's just a matter of whether or not it's actually going to continue. Right. And stars align leaves it open and we have no idea if it's going to continue. No, but we I know that legend of galactic heroes is going to continue. Mm-hmm. So yes, I agree with you. Vinland saga was such a cool ride and it was fun and it was so well animated. I think I think of maybe two scenes that were kind of lazily animated, but I think maybe they just put so much money into the front end and back end. And that last episode, God, Oh my God, this show's so good. Check yes, it out. Highly recommend yeah. Vinland saga. That's our winner. There you go. Let me type that into my database here. I'm going to get one of those um, noisemakers, I think. Ba, 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 ba. You, like, um, Make fart noises? Yeah. But I'm, I'm too... Uh, yeah, exactly. Or what are those things called? I think the uh, they're like crackers or whatever when you like pull them apart. Oh, yeah. And and make like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get one of those. Yeah, it's like Happy New Year. And it's really low tech for this All right. Podcast. Before we <laughs> Before we talk about our best of 2019 nominees, mm-hmm. which we're going to do in two weeks, Frank and I have conferred. We've talked about this. We have. And decided it would be unfair to the year of our Lord 2019 to not include a certain show. So we started this podcast in spring. We think it was April? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. It's just all blending together. We are coming in on coming close to our 50th episode, which is kind of wild. It is kind of wild. Yeah. yeah, we're going to hit yeah 50th, and then it would be also the one year on our 52nd. Cause yeah. I don't think we've no. missed a week. No, we haven't missed yeah. a week. And there were good shows in winter. There was that time I got reincarnated by as a slime. Mm-hmm. Very good show. The Promised Neverland. 
Frank, did you ever watch that? I did not, but no. I read it. Yeah. I watched it. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. But there was one show that rose above them all. And we cannot fail to recognize its genius. We've talked about it before. We've mentioned it. It's Kaguya-sama Love is War. It's brilliant. It's funny. Well animated. Comedy. And slice of life. I really wanted Kaguya and Miyuki to get together. But we're never going to get that, I don't think. And Chika was awesome. And she held the whole story together. My new Taku ranking for that show is must-watch. Oh, yeah. Easily must-watch. You have anything to add to that? No. I mean, it, it is a great ride. It's enjoyable. I will say that, if, yeah, we're doing it in two weeks. If you haven't checked it out yet, and we're including this in the best of 2019, you have plenty of time. Yeah, and it, there's, it's yeah. slice of life, man. You can just bang through these. There's like three episodes per episode, like you, shorts. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. You can just stop it if you don't have the time, and you only have eight minutes or whatever, and then just... Just watch yeah. this certain segment of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's so good. It is very we good. We get episode 11 and 12 which was uh, we get to look at how sad and lonely Kaguya is during summer break, and we get the fireworks episode. So good. The OP is amazing. The OP is great. Uh, the o- yeah. Yeah, the OP is actually fantastic. Oh, it's I so good. I think about it, yeah. Oh, uh, You ever see that guy performing or whatever? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's definitely in there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, here's our nominees for Best of 2019. I'll start with best male just because it's how it's set up on my sure. my uh, list here. So from spring, we have Hyakimaru from Dororo. From summer season, we have Kyo, the cat boy, from Fruits Basket. Winter. I include winter in this. So we got Miyuki Shiragane from Kaguya-sama Love is War. He's the main character. And from fall, we just talked about it, Askeladd from Vinland Saga. So best female character. We got a couple because we had a couple of ties in this. Mm-hmm. So instead of in- eliminating one, we just included both. Uh, best female for winter was I'm nominating Kaguya-sama Shinomiya from Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, we're going to put in for spring. We have Bochi from Hitori Bochi in. I mean, let's be honest. It was a weak season for females. I liked her. She yeah. was cute. She was adorable. But going against some of these She's women. The in dark this, horse. Yeah, and these women. Because then we have summer. We have Nina from Omen's Near Savage Season. Uh, sad Nina and yeah. we have Toru from Fruits Basket who is the opposite of Sad Nina who is just like positive as hell super positive and then we have a tie for fall as well we have Shigure and Carmilla from Rise of Animal Road best up uh, best worst villain uh, so I don't have anything for winter so we're just gonna go with spring uh, spring we have Enta from Sarah's and my ah uh, yes what a jerk what a jerk is right <laughs> <laughs> and then for summer, we have a tie. We had uh, Akito from Fruits Basket. That was Frank's. And my most hated character on any show that we've watched, <laughs> besides the parents of Stars Align, yeah. Zenitsu from Demon Slayer Kometsu no Yaiba. And I found out I am not alone in this. And people don't like Boarhead Guy either. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. I can see both of them. I They're mean, just obnoxious. Yeah. I, like, I, can, I get it. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Stars Align parents. Right. They suck. They do suck. Yeah. Best OP? So, from Winner, uh, Love Dramatic featuring Rika Ihara by Masayuki Suzuki. That's from Kaguya-sama Love is War. Spring, we have Dororo by Asian Kung Fu Generation, which is also from the show Dororo. Summer, we have Kizuatu from Sally Sentimentally Mental. That's the uh, Given song. Mm. 
And last but not least, Inferno by Miss Green Apple, the Fire Force OP number one. Awesome song. Now for EDs. There's only one that's going to win this, so I don't even know where we're going through this. Uh, <laughs> we have Spring. We have Sarah uh, from Sarah Zamai. We have Stand By Me by the Peggies. It already won. Forget about it. I'm st- it's on the playlist at the bar. Oh, my God. I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about the song. Wow. Uh, if you watch the show and then you follow the lyrics, you're like, holy yeah. crap, this song is amazing. Um, where are we at here? Summer. Uh, we got Connected by Mayu Yoshioka, which I yeah, that's from... Um, Copcraft. Right. Okay. We have Yume Cinderella from Momo Asakura. Asakura. Uh, that's from Omaids in Your Savage Season. Kamisama, tell me. And then we have Tranquility by, if this is Frank's nomination, Tranquility by uh, Sawaro Hiroyuki from Legend of Galactic Heroes. And then we have Kago no Naka no Bukurawa by Aki from Bless 4. That's from Starline. That's mine. Best ED. I wonder what it's going to be. It's their competition. <laughs> I mean, really. Might as well just. Yeah. We're gonna play them all, like for our yeah. best of. So, man, you guys can, you guys can, dude. This show, it kicks the dick of any other show, uh, every other, any other song. Like I was looking up the other day. I was like listening to it again. I was like, they gotta have merch. I gotta find Peggy's merch. You're like, I need it. When we when I went to Japan, I was looking to see if the Peggy's were playing. They weren't. Well, they weren't playing. They were playing, but they weren't playing anywhere near me. Okay, so Mox. We only have three nominations for Mox. Mm-hmm. The name that it's named after. <laughs> The honorary Mox Award for most mediocre show, uh, Midnight Occults of Civil Servants from Spring, which they came out with more episodes and I watched them all. Yeah. And there's like a vampire one. And okay. That's still very Mox. <laughs> uh, to the Abandoned Sacred Ooh, Beats. Remember that I show? I do remember. Oh, yeah. man. From Summer. <laughs> and then the newest addition to it. All right, Suke. Are you the only one who loves me? Very middle of the road show. Okay, so best episode of the year. I'll try to bang these out real quick because we're running short on time. Dororo, season one, uh, episodes five and six. That's the uh, the girl, the girl and the kids in the town. Uh, Given season one, episode nine from summer. Uh, no, you go, go watch that episode. Uh, Fruits Basket season one, episode seven. Another oh, Jesus Christ, that episode. That's a tearjerker. Oh yeah. Uh, Kaguya-sama, Love Is War, uh, season one, episodes eleven and twelve. That's the fireworks episodes. And I should, shouldn't really call this episode. I should call it like episode arc. 11 and 12. Yeah. Like all of the, I, we've got two that are just like a couple of episodes. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I, we should I, start calling it like episode arc. An episode like arc. Yeah. Yeah. And then last but not least, we have Vinland Saga epi- uh, season one, episode 14, which was awesome. And we have five nominees for best of 2019. Let's and we'll go. do some honorable mentions when we do the actual. Show. Yeah. 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 So for winter, we have Kaguya Summer Love is War. For spring, Dororo. For summer, Fruits Basket, Frank's nominee. And Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season, my nominee. And last but not least, the newly added Vin Lin Saga. Whew, stacked list. I know. <laughs> that one, I think, is going to be the hardest for me. Oh, man. That's going to be tough. All right, listener questions. We don't have any. Oh, man. But if you want to ask us questions... Send us questions on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast or email us at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com and we will read them on the air. All of them. So, Frank, we are diving into winter season. We banged out a couple of episodes because that's all that's been available. Yes. But now I got my Funimation activated for 14 days only because I'm not paying for it. 
and next week we're going to do a selection show i think yeah if uh if all the shows pop up hopefully hopefully that's yeah. the hope otherwise yeah i don't know if I, I i don't like when it's too uneven and then i gotta watch like four episodes of something yeah. and i'm like oh, okay i didn't like that one this was a pretty good season of of anime though so you know we didn't have too many horrible shows no yeah that was the one thing about this season is is there was nothing that i was like oh man i really have to watch this well, again for me it was fire force you, but yeah. no what but are you gonna do? now for me I, I didn't struggle through anything i will say that okay so we're all done i hope you enjoyed our best of fall 2019 episode thanks for joining us this week once again please share us with your friends and follow us on instagram and twitter at new Send us questions and show requests. Our email is newtaku2019 at gmail.com, and we will talk about all of them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and please subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Frank. And Gunbate. Gunbate.